0: are like oh Mm. you had a dick at one point oh now i can't sleep with you and i'm like what is i was also a child at one point that doesn't make you a pedophile hey
1: everyone this is spectrum podcast your safe space for lgbtq plus voices stories and dialogue i'm your host jamie nonis So for International Pronouns Day last week, I had Aisha Bansal on the show, as they identified as non-binary and uses they-them pronouns. Aisha happens to also be intersex, so here is part 2 of our interview for Intersex Awareness Day today, which is 26th of October. Aisha is a 24-year-old neuroscientist who moved to Singapore from London two years ago to pursue their PhD and currently works at a local hospital. This was such an eye-opening conversation for me, as it was my first time meeting and speaking with someone who is intersex. They gave me a good understanding of what it really means to be intersex, what their lived experience is like, and how it impacts their relationships. Now without further ado, here's part two of my interview with Aisha. You mentioned that you're intersex. Yes. I have a couple of questions about that as well. You know, not a lot of people have a lot of uh, contact with people intersex. You are the first person that I've actually met Mm -hmm. who's intersex. Um, So much that I want to know and understand and find out about. Um, What does
0: it actually mean? So, intersex is somebody who, at birth, isn't defined as a male or a female, usually just based on your genitals. So they'll look, they'll be like, oh, this baby has a penis, that's a male, this baby doesn't have a penis, it has a vagina, it's a female. Uh, That's a a really reductionist way to look at biological sex, Uh, and it's kind of the way we started just classifying because as scientists and doctors, we're lazy people. And we like to categorize things that don't necessarily exist in categories. Uh, we're, the, we're the original sticklers for labels. We're the ones who are like, no, everything needs a label or it doesn't exist. Who's the we?
1: Uh,
0: doctors and oh, scientists. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we're the ones who are like, no, it can't be fit into a box, you fit it in. Mm-hmm. But uh, what intersex identities are, are people who don't fit into that. And that could either be with your external genitalia. That could be with things like your chromosomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Men have XY chromosomes. Women have XX chromosomes. Intersex people could have XXY, XXX, uh, X. Uh, you, you usually need at least one X in there because,
1: uh, but... So if they have a, like a, a, a mixture that supposedly doesn't fall into either category, right? Then what do they look like? Does it impact
0: how they, they show up, their appearance? It can. I don't have the right hormones to be a woman. I have way too much testosterone, which is commonly the male hormone and uh, while women usually would have estrogen and progesterone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm in a biological position where even though externally I may look a certain way, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I cannot be classified as that. Mm. But it's also not very common for doctors to look into things like hormones or to look into things like your chromosomes. I the average person has no idea what they're walking around with. You won't know until usually ever. Okay, so
1: I could be looking like how I look, but yeah, you having be,
0: different uh, yeah. chromosomes. Yeah, and you probably would never know until you maybe went to a fertility clinic and they were like, oh, it doesn't really work out. Or for some intersex people, they can reproduce as well. So what happened is as a, a baby, I started getting hormones. Uh, And these were female hormones, so I'm still currently on estrogen and progesterone. Mm -hmm. And that'll probably be a lifelong thing at this point because Mm -hmm. it helps my body regulate Mm -hmm. uh, into a female category.
1: Right. And that that was the decision that your parents made for you? That was
0: the decision the doctor made without anybody else. Seriously? And that is something that's really common for intersex children. How is that legal? Uh yeah, that's that's my question <laughs> a lot of the time because I mean, even if your parents are consenting, I'm really unhappy with the fact that I'm now on lifelong hormones that I'm not medically allowed to leave. Mm. Oh, okay. when I could have easily just not been on them. What would have happened if you were not on those hormones? Uh nothing. I would have I mean, I wouldn't necessarily get boobs, but I don't know so but you would still develop naturally and normally yeah I would be completely fine I'd be just the way I am but a little bit physically different maybe
1: maybe just more masculine m- tomboyish maybe or yeah more boyish. maybe I'd
0: have more body hair or something but uh, it wouldn't necessarily it wouldn't impact my life like I wouldn't the way so currently I'm on hormones in a way that does impact my life if I leave my hormones I'm in severe pain I have constant back pain from these hormones, I have constant problems, which if I didn't have to take them, I would be way better off as a kid and even growing up.
1: And your parents were not consulted on that? No, they were not consulted.
0: And this is a really common thing. And even if parents are consulted, I don't think it's a parent's decision. Yeah, but you can't let the baby choose at that point though. Well, why do you have to fix it at all? It's not a, it's not a medical condition, right? A medical condition implies it's going to affect your livelihood. Yeah, so why was there a need to fix it? I don't get it. Because we as a society think we need man or woman.
1: Jesus. If I mean
0: honestly, if
1: it wasn't going to affect your yeah. life or your cause any big issues in your development, I don't understand why a choice needed to be made.
0: Exactly. So that's what a lot of intersex individuals are fighting for is to say, if it's not going to impact my life, I don't need it. I don't need the correction. That's the other thing is, so I don't know if you uh, noticed, but at the start I said I was corrected to female. That is what it's commonly called. You're corrected to something. I don't think I was ever wrong to be corrected. There was Mm. nothing wrong. It's not a heart condition. It wouldn't have... Exactly. So
1: there are individuals who have both male and female genitalia, right? And they grow up, they live, and they can exist and have a healthy life with both. Yes. So it's really a choice whether to correct it, quote-unquote, or not. How
0: did your parents feel when they found out? I mean, for them, they were happy. They didn't think I would be... They were happy that I was something that they could understand, which I think is... Another issue, much like pronouns, intersex identities are not well understood. Mm. People don't know. And because a lot of people are corrected at birth, you don't even know even more because all of these people who would have been, now you don't know. Wow. But you've just put this baby, a newborn baby, literally newborn, I wasn't even a week old at that point, through an intensive surgery. I'm sorry, my mind is like
1: blown and I, I I, don't know, I just feel like so pissed off right now. Like so. why does that need to happen? Yeah. And it just shows you that look, nature actually created yeah. someone with both. Exactly. You know, and it's man that decided you got to be either one. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's so fucked up. But, and I think it's really weird because obviously for a lot of trans individuals who do want to, to transition, right, they have to fight so hard to get hormones and to get surgeries and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know much about here, but like in the UK especially. And now you're basically forcing a bunch of newborn babies on hormones and surgeries. The same thing that a lot of people want. And you're being like, not you because you're too young, Mm. but you're a newborn baby. So let's go with it. So you know, as
1: someone who identifies as trans-masculine, it's been kinda challenging to find a high-quality men's barber and grooming salon that's as inclusive and welcoming as Sultans of Shave. Because they're so inclusive, Sultans of Shave has become my quintessential barbering destination. I just love the passion and precision that their barbers wield because it's all about the art of grooming, and so am I. Now here's an awesome deal for you guys, girl or guy. You can shave $5 off your first shave, fade or haircut when you book an appointment online with my code JAMIE5. Just visit www.sultansofshave.com and you'll be in good hands. Like, how is that? So when, when did you discover What happened to you or... I was
0: 13 and in a lot of pain. So I stopped taking the pill because I was a stupid kid and I was like, oh, I don't need to take this. I'm sure it's just a vitamin that my mom is forcing on me. And I stopped taking it and I was in immense pain. I was was in the hospital for like a few weeks after that. Like I passed out basically. Uh, And that was happening a lot in that time when I stopped taking, when I was less frequent with it because teenage children rebel. And then the doctor took me aside and they were like, hey, do you know, like, what's happening? And I was like, well, no, I just, like, oh, well, what I, what, they were like, oh, why, like, what have you stopped doing recently or started doing recently? And I was like, yeah, I stopped taking this stupid pill and I had, luckily, like, my mom brought it with her. And they were like, oh, okay. And then the, the nurse took me aside and kind of explained the situation. And so I was, that's how I found out mm-hmm. at 13. and. Uh, I so could your have easily. never told you. No, I mean, I could have easily grown up and just thought I was female with an extra pill. So, I, yeah. I, I guess even for a lot of intersex individuals, they never know because they're just. For a lot of people, you don't even have to be on hormones after. You just. Oh, okay once you're corrected that's that so how come you have to be on hormones uh because my hormones have never regulated themselves okay so So, so for some they can't
1: regulate themselves okay
0: yeah so you'll get surgery you you had a
1: nurse tell you that how did that feel
0: i mean it was definitely jarring it was i felt betrayed for sure i felt betrayed that my parents uh kind of kept and made well at first i thought my parents made the decision that angered me uh i also felt i guess almost a sense of relief actually to know what was wrong with me it wasn't i wasn't dying from cancer i wasn't it wasn't anything else which obviously when you're 13 i was bleeding a lot at that point uh that's your biggest worry right that you're gonna die And i was like okay i'm not gonna die but i was really angry i was like why is a part of who i am not been told to me like why am i not allowed to be who i am yeah but did you confront them i have not really confronted them i did mention it and we have a culture of don't talk about things that make people uncomfortable and biological sex and sex makes people uncomfortable yeah yeah so (laughs) yeah but yeah i think At least for myself, it's actually interesting to be intersex and non binary because that means I'm not, I don't fit in the binary in either aspect of my life.
1: Do you think there's like a correlation because you know that you're intersex, so you feel like you're more non binary?
0: For myself, maybe. Uh, That's not to invalidate people who are like female and male and Mm -hmm. non binary, but, uh, or intersex and do identify as a man or a woman. Obviously, there are people like that as well. I think for me, though, I realized a sense of, I don't know. I feel like I'm accepting my intersex identity if I am non-binary as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or at least I did when I first discovered because I felt like, yeah, now I can be. Because mm. it took me a while to also distance myself from seeing women as female and man as male. Mm.
1: Do you ever wish that you had a choice? Yes. At at that time? Yes. And what would you have chosen?
0: I would have stuck as an intersex individual, probably.
1: Okay. So the pains and the physical discomfort and all that wouldn't have been present, right? No. Yeah,
0: they wouldn't have been. Right. That is so fucked up. Yeah. I mean, you've basically put somebody in pain for life over something that they didn't even have to be in pain for. What do you think is the biggest misconception that people have about intersex people? that were sexual predators really (laughs) yeah that's I guess that's a very common uh, movie trope Mm. you'll see a man with a penis and boobs and he'll be the one who's like sexually assaulting people in the movie mm. especially tradition like black and white movie type of things mm, mm, mm. so a lot of people yeah. assume that's who
1: but that's cross-dressing though it's not necessarily there's also cross dressers, right. but there's
0: also the t- like hermaphrod- hermaphrodites yep. which is the more common slur term mm. for it is is that a slur term? yeah oh yeah. thank god I didn't use it <laughs> <that. laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> so yes yeah, so that is a very common slur for, for okay. intersex people right uh, and for a lot of that you will also see it's like sexual predation But,
1: Mm. yeah. Have you experienced any forms of discrimination by sharing with someone that you're intersex?
0: For sure. I mean, especially in relationships. Uh, I don't know if I'd necessarily blame people in relationships. I think when you don't know, you're confused. But I've also had a lot of people be like, oh, like, then why would you be? why would you look for men? And I'm like, well, because I'm interested in men or I'm interested in women. And they're like, oh, but you're not one, so how could I be interested in you? And I'm like, okay, that's fair. You don't have to be. But it's also really unfair for you to judge who I am as a person Mm -hmm. on the fact that I, at one time, was intersex. Because you don't... So you don't you, know who I am now.
1: Are you saying like you you might have been interested in a guy, straight guy, and then he found out that you're intersex, and then because of that he didn't give you a, a chance? As in, like,
0: like we would have Like at that point, like I've it's been situations where like we've already had sex. He knows what he knows what's under the clothes. Okay. And he was okay with that, and then he found out at some point I was intersex, mm. and he was like, and then it became an issue. Yeah, and he's like, oh, because at some point, that is
1: just. Bullshit. But a lot man, of trans people geez. face the same
0: thing, right? When they come out as trans, people are like, "Oh, mm. you had a dick at one point. Oh, now I can't sleep with you." And I'm like, "What is? I was also a child at one point. And that doesn't make you a pedophile." Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is such a great
1: point, man. You have so many good analogies. <laughs> yeah. So wow. Okay. So much to think about.
0: Like A lot of people are bothered by things in the past mm. that don't necessarily impact the present.
1: We're all dealing with a lot of challenges right now, just trying to get through this pandemic. And I just want you to know that there's no shame in seeking the help we need. Safe Space is an organisation that connects users with counsellors, including LGBT-friendly counsellors, for online and offline counselling sessions. So if you're feeling stressed, burnt out, or having relationship or marriage problems and you need to talk to someone for help, don't hesitate to reach out to their professional therapists at safespace.sg to book a counselling session and improve your mental well-being today.
0: Because I think it would, okay, I would potentially see how it's fair for somebody to not be sexually attracted to me if I did have a penis, for example, and they assumed I didn't. But... Uh, but at the same time I think it also depends on how how you react to that. Like there's a polite way to be like, mm. "Oh, I'm not sorry, no." Yeah. yeah and there is a really rude way Mm -hmm. which like especially on like tv shows and movies Mm. is like puking your guts out and i'm like that is not an appropriate reaction i think we all know which movie we're talking about (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah no
1: it's true you know like the media has done so much damage yeah to to perpetuate these tropes Mm -hmm. and stereotypes and biases and fears yeah and phobias you know and transphobias it's sad and i think it really needs to change yeah and i hope by having these kind of conversations we we start to change that narrative Mm -hmm. yeah if there's one thing that people should know Mm -hmm. or you would like people to know about non-binary and intersex people what would it be Two things,
0: well. (laughs) Okay. Well, I think as together, I would like to say like your gender is not your sex and Mm -hmm. your sex is not your gender. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be. It can be Mm -hmm. for some people who see it within themselves, but for a lot of people, it doesn't have to be. And what we need to start doing is seeing sex as one thing and gender as another. For some people, there is overlap in that and there is a Venn diagram. And for some people, it's like my sex, my gender. There Mm -hmm. is nothing about them that is like remotely close to each other. Like they are other ends of the world Mm -hmm. type of thing. And I think knowing that both identities can exist separately is what would be the first step for people to actually accept non-binary identities, is to realize biological sex doesn't have anything to do with gender. Is there anything else that you would like to add before we wrap up? Um, That we
1: might not have covered?
0: Practice using they, them pronouns for most people out there. Okay. I think practice thinking of people as not gendered because I think default your brain goes, I see something, there's a gender I'm going to identify to that. If mm. we break that stereotype in our mind, we're not going to mess up on people's pronouns anymore.
1: Cool. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Aisha. Okay. Uh, I just want to acknowledge you for being so open and sharing so eloquently about this topic and you know, enlightening us on on all the differences and, and just teaching all of us mm-hmm. yeah. thank you so much for coming on the show
0: no problem thank you for having me I think I've like overrun your usual show time by a lot
1: <laughs> don't worry about it I, I enjoyed this conversation so much it's been fascinating
0: mm-hmm.
1: thank you so much thank you Thank you so much for listening in to this episode of Spectrum Podcast. I want to thank Aisha for coming on the show and sharing about her experiences so that we can all gain a better understanding of what it means to be intersex. I know I certainly learned a lot today and I hope you found this episode helpful as well. If you'd like to connect with me on Instagram, find me at Jamie Nonis J-A-M-I-E-N-O-N-I-S. And be sure to follow Spectrum Podcast as well. Find us at Spectrum, S-P-E-Q-T-R-U-M, podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Until next time, I pray that you always have the strength and courage to be who you are and know that you are beautiful and loved just the way you are. And remember that no matter what you might be going through, There's always a rainbow around the corner. Stay strong, keep the faith, and take care, my friends.